1: say to joseph please forgive the transgression of your brothers their sin because they did evil to you and now please forgive the transgression of the servants to the god of your father and joseph wept when they spoke to him his brothers also came and fell down before him saying behold we're your servants
0: but joseph said to them do not fear welcome to the barnabas effect
1: See, in Jacob's dream, both of these dreams, God is reminding him of something you and I need to remember. It helps us in those moments in the pit. Here it is, God's presence, really is his greatest promise. Yes, there are going to be those moments where life feels like you're in the pit. That's why the psalmist cries out, God redeems us in the pit. But in the pit, he is with you, and he's got a caravan on the way. His plan is at work. And when God is with you, everything else is background noise. I love this quote I found from Corey Ten Boone. Never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known God. Maybe today you feel like life is the pits or you feel stuck in a pit or you're just overwhelmed with uncertainty. I just want to remind you, God is with you. God's got a caravan on the way. There's a second principle that'll help you dream on. We learn this again from Jacob, the father of Joseph. Here it is. When God opens a door, you better walk on through. You know, we, we've we talked about knowing and doing the will of God. We said there are five things you can do to help you discover God's will. You pray, you read God's word, you listen to biblical teaching just like you're doing right now. You seek wise counsel, godly counsel. And then you look at the circumstances of life. And, and sometimes having done all four of those first things, the circumstances of life present us an open door. When God opens a door for you, you better begin to walk right through. Now, in the verses we just read in verse three, God said to Jacob, don't be afraid to go down to Egypt. This is a common thing in scripture. All the great leaders, the men of God, God had to remind them, don't be afraid. I'm with you. You can trust me. I'll do what I said. And maybe God needs to remind you of that today. Hey, I've got a plan for you. I've got a purpose for which I've created you, but I need you to step forward in faith. I need you to be willing to put your yes on the table. The truth is you'll never realize your God-given dreams um, until you become willing to risk all for his glory. That's why it's called faith. We step out when we don't know the way. We go to the land that he's going to show us. Why? Because we've declared that he is Lord. That's the Christian declaration. It's not there is a God, it is you are my Lord. You're my boss. You're my master. You're the one in charge. You're you're in control. So my yes is on the table. I have raised a white flag. I have surrendered. I've yielded in my life. I wonder what is Egypt for you? What are you afraid of facing? You'll never realize those dreams that God's planted within you until you become willing to step out and risk for him. And when you do, just be encouraged by those that have gone before you don't you love the words of the song To Amazing Grace by John Newton when he wrote, Through many dangers, tolls, and snares I have already come. Tis grace that brought me safe thus far and grace will lead me home. The Lord has promised good to me. His word my hope secures. He will my shield and portion be as long as life endures. We'll never realize our dream until we're willing to to risk and step out into the new and the different and and the uncomfortable. So maybe you just need to ask this question, where is God stretching me today? Where is God calling me to do something maybe I'm not comfortable doing? So here we are in the story. Jacob's had this dream. God said, don't you be afraid. You go down to Egypt. You walk through that open door. Now picture what's going to happen next. You've got these country bumpkins from Canaan, uh, these shepherds that are Israelites, and they're about to go walking into first-class Pharaoh's palace. It reminds me of another guy whose name starts with the letter J. Maybe you've met him. Watch this. Come and listen to my story about a man named Jed A poor mountaineer barely kept his family fed And then one day he was shooting at some food And up through the ground come a bubbling crude. Oil that is black gold, Texas tea well, the first thing you know, old Jed's a millionaire. The folks said, Jed, move away from there. Said, California is a place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and moved to Beverly the Hills, that is. Swimming pools, movie stars. The Beverly Hillbilly. <laughs> Swimming pools and movie stars. The Beverly Hillbillies are the Canaan country guys walking into Pharaoh's palace. Two dreams coming together, Jacob's dreams and Joseph's dreams, reminding us that the path to your dreams rarely takes you down a straight road. You'll usually navigate switchbacks and curves. You'll experience detours and delays as you journey toward your destiny. When you do, dream on. There's a third principle I want you to get. Here it comes. Remember, you're just a pilgrim passing through. You're just a pilgrim passing through. When Joseph's dad, Jacob, arrives, can you imagine how excited they both were? Jacob seeing Joseph, Joseph seeing Jacob for the first time in 22 years. The brothers are there wondering, oh no, what's gonna happen now? Everything is realized before their eyes. Then Pharaoh comes in. Pharaoh sees the brothers. Joseph's so proud. Then Joseph introduces Pharaoh to his daddy, to Jacob. And I want you to notice the conversation that took place in Genesis 47, verse 7. Then Joseph brought in Jacob, his father, and stood him before Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. And Pharaoh said to Jacob, how many are the days of your years of your life? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, the days of years of my sojourning are 130 years. Few and evil have been the days of the years of my life and and they've not attained to the days of the years of the life of my fathers and the days of their sojourning. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from the presence of Pharaoh. The years of my sojourning. what, What does that mean? Do you know what a sojourner is? To sojourn means to stay temporarily. Like a gypsy. Jacob understood something that's so important. If you and I want to see our dreams realized, we need to understand this. This world is not our home, we're just passing through. It's all about perspective, how, how we see things. Jacob understood that even in the presence of the most powerful person on the planet, with all the wealth and all the riches right before him, his hope was his home in heaven. I want you to know today that when you understand that principle and when eternity fills your heart and mind, the challenges of today, they're forced to take their proper place, a back seat like the song says, the things of earth grow strangely dim in the sight of his glory and his grace. See, when I'm, when I'm thinking about there, I'm not overwhelmed with here. When I when I'm really concentrating on then I'm not living all about now. And and I think our perspective gets out of whack. And and a lot of times that's why we don't accomplish the dreams that God has prepared for us. We spend too much time on the here and the now. And and God wants our focus to be elsewhere. I I would just tell you, here and now is never going to be perfect. Regardless who's elected president. Regardless how big of a salary you make. Regardless of the car you drive or the house you live in. It's all about... Perspective. It's like that old spiritual song says. This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. Over the last several visits with my dad before he passed, I would play a, an album of hymns. And I began to notice how many of the great old hymns just talked about heaven. Maybe you can relate to some of these lyrics when the trumpet of the Lord shall sound and time shall be no more and the morning breaks eternal bright and fair, when the saved of earth shall gather over on the other shore and the roll is caught up yonder, I'll be there. Or how about this? Some glad morning when this life is o'er, I'll fly away. To that home on God's celestial shore, I'll fly away. I'll fly away. Oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, Hallelujah, by and by. I'll fly away. Maybe today you need to stop being so preoccupied with here and now and start thinking about then and there. Perspective. Well, in Genesis 49, Jacob makes that transition. He graduates, he goes home. And that creates a final awkward moment between Joseph and his brothers and it leads us to this fourth truth. Here's what I would tell you. It's always right to do right over and over again. Why would I say that? So Jacob dies. They have a big funeral celebration. The family celebrates his life there in Egypt and then his brothers begin to panic. They begin to think, now that our dad is dead. Joseph's really going to get mad at us. He said it was okay, but it's probably not okay. Look, look at Genesis 50 verse 15. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, it may be that Joseph will hate us and pay us back for all the evil we did to him. So they sent him a message to Joseph saying, your father gave this command before he died. So they're still tricking. They're making up something. Say to Joseph, please forgive the transgression of your brothers, their sin, because they did evil to you. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants to the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. His brothers also came and fell
0: down before him, saying, Behold, we're your servants. If you've just joined us, you're listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. Video of the message you're listening to is available when you click the Watch tab at MissionHillChurch.com. Thanks for sharing time with us. And for sharing your financial gifts by clicking the Give button at MissionHillChurch.com. And now, with more of today's message, here's Pastor Paul Purvis.
1: But Joseph said to them, Do not fear, for am I in the place of God? In other words, I'm not God. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. To bring about that many people should be kept alive, just as they are today. So do not fear, for I will provide for you and your little ones. Then he comforted them, and he spoke kindly to them. So much truth in this passage of scripture. We could spend our time just there. He talks about the purposes of God. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. We see this over and over and over again in scripture. He, he talks about the power of forgiveness, and so once again, he releases his brothers. He, he, knows, he lets them know that they're forgiven. Can I, can I challenge you today, 25 plus years in ministry, the number one problem in the church it's not lying, cheating or stealing. The number one problem among Christians it's not drunkenness or even pornography or adultery. The number one problem in the church is unforgiveness. It's resentment and bitterness over things done, over misunderstandings, over broken relationships. And it'll tie you up, and you'll feel chained and shackled, and you'll not, not experience the joy of the Lord. Who who do you need to release today? Who do you need to forgive? Maybe they've asked forgiveness, maybe they haven't. Where do you need to let it go? To release and let God redeem? So this passage spoke to God's purpose. It it spoke to the power of forgiveness, but then it also spoke to the principle of kindness because in, in a very clear way it says he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. And I would just remind you, as you pursue your dreams, you never have the liberty to be unkind because you're always representing and reflecting the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love Genesis 50 because it really reminds us of God's forgiveness of us. Though we are heinous, evil sinners, undeserving God forgives us again and again, but he doesn't stop with forgiving us. He frees us up to enjoy life and experience life at its fullest. And so here's Joseph's brothers doing exactly what we're set free to do. They're living in the light of another's glory. Oh my goodness, we could hang out there. Let me give you one last thing. This is number five. This will help you dream on. It'll help you stay on the right path, and it's simple. You ready? Just finish. Just, just make it a determination today. I'm, I'm gonna finish the race. The longer I live, the, the more I recognize if you just finish faithful, you've accomplished So much. Joseph's story ends in Genesis chapter 50, but his legacy doesn't end there. Verse 26, it says, Joseph died being 110 years old. They embalmed him, and he was put in a coffin in Egypt. Isn't that interesting? No matter who you are, it it always ends the same way. It's like it says in scripture, it's appointed unto man once to die. That's an appointment we all have, and and you won't be late. No tardy appointments for that one. But I want you to understand something. Something we learned from Joseph's life. It's your faithfulness, not your flashiness or your flamboyance, that leaves a legacy. It's just that you stay at it. You know, we have some of the big highs and the big lows of of Joseph's life, but you see it there. He was 110 years old. We don't know most of what happened in his life, but we know he was faithful. And what a legacy he left. I think about legacy and I think about a great man who entered into his eternal reward just recently, Ravi Zacharias. Listen to what he said. Beginning well is a momentary thing. Finishing well is a lifelong thing. See, you're living your legacy right now. It's like that phrase by another great man of God, Eugene Peterson, that we just want to live our life long obedience in the same direction. I just want to stay faithful on the right path. Wow. Just finish. I remember as a young pastor. Hearing a. I was at a, a preaching conference. Where man they're amening. It's preaching to preachers. It's kind of silly. But they get you revved up. And I remember this old guy saying. Bless God. I'd rather burn out. Than rust out. And you could just hear people all across the room. Hey Amen. Hey Amen. Praise the Lord. But I remember their thinking. Are those my, my only two options? <laughs> Do I either burn out or, or rust out? Do I have to fall out or flame out? I don't want any of those choices, none of the above. I just want to finish strong and be faithful. And that's what I pray for you because the, the pathway to your dreams is rarely going to take you down a straight road. You'll usually have to navigate switchbacks and curves. You'll experience detours and delays as you journey towards your destiny. But when you do, God wants you to dream on. Just like young Christine, she was 30 years old when her life began to make a little more sense. She discovered in an unplanned way that she was adopted parents who raised her were never going to tell her that. But she discovered and and she began to dig into her past and she found her birth certificate and and on her birth certificate she found the first of a life-changing statement because the blank beside the word father simply had this seven-letter word, the word unknown. She began to process that. She would never really know the fullness, the completeness of her destiny. But then as she read down that birth certificate, she saw something else. <laughs> when it said the name of child, it simply said, unnamed. Another seven-letter word. In fact, all it said is birth number 2508 of the year 1966. 1966. You think, could anything be worse? She's had an unknown father and an unnamed child. It got worse. First 12 years of her life, she was viciously sexually abused by different members of the families that she was with. She thought she'd never get out of that, but she survived. And as she began to journey on in life, Through the switchbacks and the curves, through the detours and the delays, she began to be familiar with something known as human trafficking. And she saw that little girls and boys were being abused in a regular way all around the world. And so young Christine, Christine Kane, started an organization called A21, where even today, she looks pimps in the eyes. She deals with world leaders and she's making a difference. Why? Because in spite of the detours, the delays, in spite of the switchbacks and the curves, she determined to defy the odds and discover her destiny. Like Joseph, there were some tough times. Maybe you can recognize this. I've had it all my life. That's my name there, Paul Stephen. It's a piggy bank. And it's still got some money in it. In fact, as you can tell, there's no little plastic cork on the bottom where you can take the money out. The only way you get the money out is by shaking it. Or as you can see at the top of this, apparently when I got desperate, breaking it. I want you to understand something. Your life's not unlike this little piggy bank. God has deposited something very valuable in you. Dreams that allow you to influence others for his glory. But sometimes for that value to be realized, you're gonna have to be shaken up. Sometimes your life may even get broken. But when it does, I wanna remind you, the pathway to your dreams rarely takes you down a straight road. You usually navigate switchbacks and curves, experiencing detours and delays. And as you journey toward your destiny, when that happens to you, Make this decision today, dream on, dream on. You may feel like God is abusing you, but dream on. You may think he's confusing you, but but dream on. You may even believe at times he's refusing you. Dream on, because the pathway to your dreams, though not taking you down a straight road, navigating switchbacks and curves, detours and delays. That's the path to your destiny. So dream on. How do you do that? Well, ultimately, you keep looking to Jesus. Remember, Joseph is that type of Jesus. He gives you everything you need to experience life. Forgiveness, grace, most of all, His presence.
0: Look to Jesus today. You've been listening to The Barnabas Effect with Pastor Paul Purvis. An outreach of Mission Hill Church. If you're looking for answers to difficult questions or searching for a church home, you're invited to any of the three locations in Temple Terrace and Tampa. Details and directions at missionhillchurch.com. The Barnabas Effect is here to provide listeners like you with biblical truth and spiritual encouragement, but it can't be done without your financial support. Go to missionhillchurch.com and click on the Give tab.